football is back, and BetMGM is inviting new customers to join the huddle and enjoy the action like never before. Sign up today using bonus code CHAMPION, and your first wager is risk-free up to $1,000. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. 21 years of age or older to wager. Virginia only. New customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-888-532-3500. Good evening, everybody, and welcome to a blessed episode of the Fat Minute. I'm joined tonight by Brother BVJ. Hello. I'm, of course, Brother Don John, and we're preaching the good word to to you tonight. Brother BVJ, why don't you tell them what we're talking about tonight? Uh, Faith. Hell yeah, brother. (laughs) Hell yeah, brother. (laughs) I promise I'm not going to do this all night. Um, Have you you had a few? What? Have you had a few? Have you drank a few? No. Oh, okay. I don't don't fuck around before a show. I'm a professional. Oh, okay. I'm I'm just high on Jesus. Oh Jesus God! <laughs> but no, I have not had a few. I'm 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 good. Um, okay. But yes, we are talking about faith tonight. Um, we're not debating faith. We're just having a little civil discussion because Blake and I were kind of polar opposites when it comes to this. And this is kind of a fun, you know, looking at it from all angles kind of deal. Yeah, I think that's fair. So, Blake, you know what? I'm, I'm just going to go ahead and put the spotlight on you. You know, what does faith, or I guess your faith, mean to you? Um, well, that's a lot of fucking pressure right away. <laughs> <laughs> um, it means... Fuck, that's a loaded question. I mean, can you go? I'm sorry, I'm bouncing it back to you. Well, what is your faith? We'll start with that. I believe in god okay any specific denomination i mean or are you just kind phone, of a you just kind of broad strokes kind of guy i so my family is catholic um my and i, I think my dad's family was too but my mom's family is catholic my pop was raised catholic he raised all seven of his kids catholic um, he had seven kids because he was Catholic. <laughs> right. Um, and my grandma was actually one of ten kids. Jesus so, Christ. Well, I mean, there was nothing else to do back then. Um, hey, you're not wrong. But, um, so, and then, um, I married someone who is Christian, uh, non-denominational really. Um, and I, I think I deeply admire and appreciate the story and teachings of Jesus. Um, But I mean, like, I just prefer to say, like, I believe in a God, and I like to believe that there's a place where good people go and a place where evil people go. And I kind of just try to leave it at that. And then I guess how I view that bleeds into how... My my personal virtue of empathy, mm-hmm. um, how I treat other people, um, and really how I feel concerned for other people, and how I try to examine wrongdoings in the world and mistreatments in the world, and how I try to 
make it a point to at least care that stuff like that occurs and that other people need help. So that's that's what it means to me. Just just I guess doing the icing on the cake there. Mm-hmm. Now that being said, you know, would you consider yourself Catholic like your family and their and their history, or would you say you're more on the agnostic side? Well, agnostic means like like I don't. When I hear agnostic, that that's like you question like God itself. I mean, I don't. Uh, I was always under the understanding, I could be wrong, but I was always under the understanding that agnostic is that you believe that there is some higher power, but you don't necessarily identify with a specific one. Um, oh, see, I, I just, I just thought it meant in general, you're not sure if there is anything, but you're not sure, you know, like it's, it, you're just kind of in the middle in general. Um, but I mean, I, I was not baptized Catholic, um, mm-hmm. I was, I think I'm like the only cousin who wasn't, and the story behind that was actually in our hometown, um, my mom would have, but then apparently there was a priest that got in trouble for that thing that a lot of priests get in trouble for. Jesus Christ. Um, now hold on, don't bring him into this yet. (laughs) Um, (laughs) He's got enough nails in him. Oh wow! Uh, you will own that, not me. Um, I, I will. Um, but yeah, so a priest got in trouble for that thing that a lot of priests get in trouble for doing, and my mom was like, "I don't want to be a part of this right now." Yeah. Um, which I can't blame her for that. Right. So then I never ended up getting baptized, though. Um, later, when I was in college, I would go to Sunday mass with my pop. Um, uh, you know. Almost every week. I mean, I think there was a whole year where I went with him every single Sunday. Mm-hmm. And that was just like my quality time with him. That counted as that. And we would go to lunch right after, and I would spend the day with him, and we would watch movies. And mm-hmm. and it wasn't like – I mean, if nobody else has gotten like the impression here, my pop was a very good person. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was also a very progressive person for his age. Um but yeah, and this wasn't like he guilted me into doing it, or I felt like it. like I was like, oh, okay, yeah, I'll go with him, and then I just, I just, it just became a thing that I did, you know, mm-hmm. it was completely like on my own. I, was, I didn't feel forced, I didn't feel put on the spot, um, and I enjoyed it. I mean, that was my quality time with him, and like also like, and I feel like people would be offended by this, but I would also like use that time while to think about other stuff, to think about my week and, you know, how my relationships with other people were at the time and mm-hmm. if there was anything I can do to improve anything the following week. So that would just be my, like, I guess my thinking cap time. Right. And, um, and a lot of people would be like, oh, you didn't listen to every single word the guy was saying? The, the dude was, every other week they would have, like, this this very boring man and he was not <laughs> saying anything new or profound. So I think I Wrap was... Wrap it up, being, Padre. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think I was doing something I, – I like to think what I was using that time for would make Jesus proud in the fact that it's like, okay, he's still using it for positive energy and thought. He's taking he's taking some minutes to detox. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, if I ultimately had to put myself in one area or one spectrum, I guess I would place myself in, like, the – I mean, I, I guess like you know, Christ Jesus, but um, but I, I just I don't know. I just like to think that I just believe in God. So. So you 
you're not quite Catholic, but you do believe in the historical Judeo-Christian Catholic God, Jesus, Holy Trinity. I would at least choose to pursue that first. Yeah. Okay. Maybe. Yeah. So you mentioned your wife being Christian. Have have there ever been moments where like differences between Christianity and Catholicism have ever like presented themselves in your guys' relationship, or maybe your upbringings in those kind of religions have well, brought up differences in your relationship, or not even not even necessarily conflicts, just moments where you've been like, oh well, that's different or interesting. I mean, one thing specifically, and I don't want to get into, like, her own personal life because right, I mean, right, like, right. That, that's for her. That's her right. That's her place. For, right. For whatever, but, um, and I mean, I guess the short answer there is, like, she has a excellent relationship with her parents. There's no, like, there's no, like, horrible past or anything there or anything. Mm-hmm. But um, um, one thing that I, I, I do, I did pick up on is, you know, how – Non-denominational churches, when they have their Sunday service, I, I don't like the presentation of it. Um, like it's, it, they try to be very modern and very like um, neo, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, and they do like a lot of like rock music, yeah, like modern soft rock music. I just don't like that at all. I think Arms that kinda, wide open. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that kind of. Honestly, I think that kind of cheapens it in a way for me at least. Yeah. Um, that's why, like, you know, I prefer, like, you know, I, I do prefer this the the aesthetic and setting and showmanship of a Catholic mass, how it's more classical music in a way. And, you know, I, I think it's timeless. Like, it, it fits in in 2015, 1950, 1500. Like, it's, it's, I think it's timeless in a way. So when, you know, you have these, like, new age, new wave places now that try to, like, be a more casual and comfortable, like, I guess, presentation of it. I, I just, I'm not into it. Like, I don't, I don't dig it at all. But, um, other than that, like, I mean, my wife is progressive. Um, and yeah, there, there's, you know, I, I think, like, politically and, and, you know, in a, in a humanitarian aspect, we're very much on the same page. Right. Um, the The conversation has been brought up, like, would I want to do what, you know, I didn't get to partake in, which is have our daughter baptized. Um, I guess ultimately the answer right now is we don't have to have an answer for that right now. Yeah. So. So we talked about you a little bit, uh, I guess, to shift the focus to me. If in case anybody hasn't figured it out by the title card that we got tonight, <laughs> where I lean. <laughs> in case anybody hasn't figured it out, I'm gonna rot in hell forever. <laughs> I I don't. First of all, for everyone listening, I don't believe that. So, <laughs> so I don't know. I don't know what my doctor's note means to you, but you, 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 you I got my, I got a permission slip, man. Come on, baby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you you at least have a BBJ permission slip. One whole permission slip, um, <laughs> at which at which Jesus looks at that and goes, "Oh him, man, that dude's corny." <laughs> <laughs> uh, but in case anybody can't tell, or Eileen, I identify as atheist. I I don't believe in any sort of higher power. Um, I it's weird. I I kind of flip flop sometimes, like. 
I've come to the point where I've, I, I, I say, you know, religiously, I'm atheist. Spiritually, I guess I'm agnostic. And what I mean by that is I, you know, and I don't, I do not look down upon anybody who is religious, who does believe in any specific religion, who adheres to any sort of religious belief. I don't look down on anybody who does that, any of those things. I don't think any lesser of anybody who does any of those things. I don't see me not believing versus you believing as a matter of intelligence. It's a matter of faith. That's what I see it as. Um, but that being said, I don't hate religious people, but I do hate organized religion. Um, I hate churches uh, because, and I'm not saying I hate every church. You know, I'm sure there's plenty of people who will listen to this and be like, you know, hey, my church does a lot of awesome and really good things, which is great. I'm sure it does. I live like right next to two churches, one of which seems to be a bunch of, you know, pretty chill, pretty cool, pretty nice people, and another one full of homophobes that get shit on a lot and they deserve it in my opinion um you are you are i guess you could say you are somewhat turned off by the inherent concept of a church i don't even know if i want to say that um i'm turned off by what a lot of churches do in a broad sense of what they do to society um specific example joel osteen I fucking hate that dude. I hate his mega church. I hate mega churches, like period in general. That motherfucker being a fucking millionaire with that multi-million dollar property, telling people they can't come into his church during a fucking natural disaster. Fuck him. Um, I think I think mega churches are gross. I yeah. mean, it def- when- it's it's so it's like blatant hypocrisy. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then I also. I don't even know if it's churches I have a problem with. I have a problem with a lot of the hypocrisy in, in terms of religion, in, in terms of applying it to the modern day. Um, you know, when you have, you know, when you have people telling gay people that, you know, they're going to hell because they're gay, because the Bible said so, because you can't pick and choose. Meanwhile, their body's covered in tattoos, they're wearing clothes of mixed fabric, and they're on their third marriage. It's like, Huh, can't pick and choose, huh? Um, yeah, yeah. Like, it's it's the, hypoc- the hypocrisy of it all, and it's the narrow-mindedness that a lot of it breeds that I just can't stand. And it's all, and like, and I'm trying to, like, be as understanding as I can because, again, I don't apply these thoughts to every person who believes in a religion. I mean, case in point, look who I'm hosting this goddamn show with. Yeah. Um, But I just see... So, so much of that in every religion, you know, I don't want to make it seem like I'm just shitting on Christians or Catholics. It's in every religion. I mean, and you know, when those people tell you you can't pick and choose, I I feel like you have to pick and choose, you know, when it comes to religion in the modern day, because, you know, the book that tells you to love thy neighbor also tells you it's okay to own slaves and beat your wife. I mean, you kind of have to pick and choose. Um I mean, in, in Islam, too. Islam is a religion of peace. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff promoting peace in Islam, but there's also a lot of stuff telling you to behead people that don't believe in the same thing as you. You kind of have to pick and choose. Um, and So, you know, in that regard, religiously, I identify as atheist because I can't look at any church, even ones that are good, and just be like, I, you know, I, I can't feel a sense of belonging anytime I look at a church. Um 
for multiple reasons, you know, just the hypocrisy of it all. And, and I don't even mean it in the sense that a lot of churches go out of their way to be hypocritical or are inherently hypocritical. You know, like I look at a church and I can't feel like I belong here also because, you know, with there being so many different religions and different branches and denominations of all the major religions, you know, I'm just like, I just feel like it's so arrogant to pick one and be like, this is the one true religion, you know? Maybe. Yeah. And like, that's another thing I hate is people, you know, a lot of people are like, who look at people who've, who live in a part of the world where their religion isn't the dominant religion, who've never heard of their God. And they automatically think that person's going to hell because they've, they don't believe in their God. And it's like, well, They've never heard of your God. They've never heard of your religion because of where they live. They're going to hell because of geography. Like, what kind of fucking mindset is that? Yeah, I, I can't. I can't really grasp that. So, when it comes to stuff like that, that's why religiously I identify as atheist because I just cannot comprehend picking a church and just being like, "This is the one true religion. This is the one true faith. Everything else is wrong." Um, now, spiritually, I guess I lean agnostic because while I don't, you know, believe in any specific religion and don't adhere to any specific religion, I, I'm also not the smartest person in the world. I don't know what is beyond this, if there is anything beyond this. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't pretend to know because just like I think it's arrogant for people to say my religion is the one true religion, I feel like it's arrogant for me to say that all religions are wrong. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. Um, yeah. And also, you know, I make it a point to not, like I said earlier, I don't look down on anybody who is religious. I don't think any lesser of them because I make it a point to not be that kind of atheist. Right. I don't, I don't want to be a dick. Um, you know, if you believe in God, fine, that's cool, brother. But that's just not, that's, that's just not me. And I mean, it was it was a long path for me to get to being an atheist, you know, to, cause I used to believe, I used to consider myself Christian, um, growing up, growing I up. Remember, I remember when we first met you, you still did too. Yeah. Um, I mean this, this had to have happened in the last like several years, handful of years, because I remember like, and just for anybody listening, long story short, you know, Starting at the very end of 2015, Donnie and I kind of had a period of time where we just kind of did our own thing for about a year and a half. Um, and then when we met back up and we started hanging out again, I guess this is like summer 2017, you, you had developed a new outlook, a new view, a new point of view. Yeah. And so, honestly, even when we met and I still claimed to believe in it, even then there were cracks be- that were forming. Okay. Um, it was just the final, like, me finally accepting that, like, I'm not a bad person for not believing. Right. Because growing up in the household I grew up in for so long, I, I, I was, I was to put it bluntly, I was afraid of going to hell. Like, that's that's how my parents basically, you know, got me to believe in, in that, which I think is something you should never fucking do to your child. No. Um, and it happens to many. Yeah. Yeah. So I was terrified of going to hell, and eventually I just got to the point where I was like, I finally accepted and told myself I am not a bad person for not believing. 
not believing doesn't inherently change who I am as a person. Um, so, you know, I just, and, and when I told myself that I had to look in and ask myself, why don't I believe? And I hear, I, I, you know, I've heard it so many times. God, he loves us all. He's, he's benevolent. He's always watching over us. He, you know, he's always got a plan that, you know, sometimes we may not understand, but he's always got a plan that's meant for the better. And I just, I look at the world and I'm like, I don't see it guys. I'm sorry. Maybe he did at one point, but I think if he did, he might've checked out a long time ago. I'm going to be real with you guys, you know? Um, and that's not to say that I feel like the world is the majority of the world is bad. I don't, but you know, I just see stuff going on, you know, like God has a plan. Kids with cancer. Where's the plan in that? What's, what's, what's the end goal here? Cause quite frankly, I don't see an end goal where that's okay. That, you know, outweighs that happening. Um, you know, and I see natural disasters happening, but apparently he's all powerful and it's like, you know, if God does exist, I see stuff like natural disasters, kids with cancer, people dying from this, that, and the other thing. And I'm just like, if God does exist, he doesn't exist in the form that I've been told my entire life. He either doesn't care or he's not all powerful is the way I see it. So after telling myself those things, that's when I was just like, I, I, I peaced out basically. And I've had the argument brought to me before, you know, well, the argument of free will, well, you know, God may be all powerful, but he gives us free will for a reason. We're in the driver's seat. And I'm like, okay, but we're only in control so much. Like I had somebody, you know, when I mentioned natural disasters, like hurricanes and stuff like that, just killing people, somebody tried to bring the argument to me like, oh, so you see a hurricane and you think God doesn't exist. That's like me seeing a guy with long hair and thinking barbers don't exist. I was like, well, no, the difference is that you're in control of your hairstyle. (laughs) Like, yeah, we can't control the weather. There's a there's a big difference there. Yeah. So that's I I guess the long and short of it is that's what my faith or lack thereof means to me. Mm-hmm. Well, that was that was a that was a lot. Um, yeah. I'm not saying it was too much, but I'm just saying I I, I took notes while you were talking, so I'll try to catch back up with you. Um, First of all, not to do that thing that too many white boy, millennial white boys on the internet do where they have to compare everything to a superhero. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, the entire concept of a megachurch, I mean, it so misses the point that, like, having a megachurch is like having a Batman-themed gun store. Yeah. Um, it's, it's just kind of gross in a way. But um, I'm sure there's a more profound way to put it. It is easier for a camel to pass through the eye of a needle than it is for a rich person to get into the kingdom of God. Um, and um, I believe that's uh, in a certain book somewhere. Yeah. Um, I think. I think when it comes down to it, in a way, a lot of people are agnostic. I mean, I think, like, because I think it really all comes down to what we want to be real and what we want to believe in mm-hmm. and what we hope what we hope is true in the end. Right. Um, and I think that's really it. Like, when it comes down to me saying, like, you know, 
I believe that there's a heaven where you know all my loved ones will be and all my family will be. That's also me saying I sure hope that's what happens. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think in the end that's that's what it is. We're all hoping for something, and you know, and, and I'm I'm glad you kind of you kind of acknowledge that because you know it's no one can truly say what exactly happens mm-hmm. but then by the same token nobody nobody has the right to tell me nothing happens yeah um i mean like we obviously it goes without saying that like there's a lot of there's a lot of religious people that force their beliefs on others mm-hmm. but we know of people firsthand who do you know the opposite. I mean, we went to when when we went to college. I mean, there was a certain person in the student center who thought it was his duty to argue with anybody who believed in God. Yeah, and and it, it was just so. I mean, there was no other word for it. It was hip, it was so hypocritical in its purest form. It's also just it, fucking rude. Yeah, it's rude. In the end, it's fucking rude. And and you know, if you were to try to tell him this, it's like. Well, I don't believe in hell anyway, and it's like, okay, well, it's not about you going to hell. It's just, do you want everybody else to just think you're an asshole? Right. Like, like, and then which misses the point. It's like, oh well, you shouldn't only be a good person because you're going to heaven, and you shouldn't, you know, avoid being a bad person out of fear of going to hell. It's like, okay, well, then what's your excuse for just being a rude asshole then? (laughs) Yeah. Um, but. Yeah, he thought it was his duty to argue with everyone who believed in God, and he's like, yeah, I just can't stand it when people force their beliefs on other people. And I'm like, does somebody want to tell him? Like, did yeah. somebody tell him what's going on right now? <laughs> you want to tell him or should I? It's just so, so, like, ignorant of any irony. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, it's it's – and I've seen that so many times. I've been just – I've been talked down to by a lot of people who – I mean, the, you would have thought I was the guy who was, you know, running around the hallways, you know, thumping on the book. And yeah. like, no, like, just maybe mind your own fucking business. Yeah. Um, so so the thing is, we have to acknowledge, we've seen it from all angles, all all areas. I mean, it, it, every everybody is guilty of it, you know, or at least each side is guilty of it. Um, and as far as, like, your question of, well, if, if there is something, why does this exist? Why does that happen? Um, it's a really good question, and I don't have an answer for it. Um, but the, I guess the beauty of it all is it's not my job to have the answer for it for you. Yeah. Um, it's, it's definitely a hard argument, but it, it all comes down to you are experiencing what you're experiencing in your own way, and I'm experiencing what I'm experiencing in my own way. Um, was there a certain, I guess, period of time, a certain event that happened for you, or was it just these little, like, almost cookie crumbs over 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 several years, would you say? For the most part, it was little bits and pieces over the years, but I can tell you what the final straw was. It was shortly after Donald Trump took office. Uh oh. <laughs> yeah. Um. And well, I mean, for starters, I saw all these super religious types supporting the guy 
who like violated every creed that they believed in. Mm-hmm. Um, but then also it was when the subject of Muslim refugees coming over here, when that came up, um, and I saw these same super religious types saying the mm-hmm. most awful, heinous, nasty things about these refugees who were just looking for a place to go so they wouldn't get fucking blown up. Yeah. Um, And I just think about all this peace and love and, you know, welcoming with open arms that these super religious types preach about in their, you know, Sunday masses. And the second somebody who looks and acts and thinks differently than they do comes around, all that goes out the window. And I just saw that, and it was the final straw for me. I was just like, I can't identify with that. I can't look at that and be like, I belong in that. I believe in that. I adhere to that. Um, And again, I know that not every religious group feels the way that those people did, but it, it just was too much for me. And it was the final straw for me. Mm -hmm. And again, I, like I said, I just see all that stuff going on and I'm just like, if God is real, he does not exist in the form that I have been told my entire life. Are you referencing maybe the clockmaker theory? What's the clockmaker theory? That, you know, the creator created everything and then just left it alone and allowed it to move however it was going to move. Uh, I, I guess. Um, I've heard of that also referred to as a, um, not a theory, but like, you know, there's atheism, agnostic, and then I've heard of a, you know, deism, which is basically like you believe there's a God, but you don't believe he actually does anything. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess, yeah, I guess in a way I am referring to that. Yeah. Yeah, I, I I think it was in a um, college geography class that it was referred to as the the clockmaker theory. I think, mm. um, you know, he 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 created everything so specifically and meticulously, and you know, in a complex way still, but then just allows it to just tick along on its own. Um, and you know, despite my you know atheism and my aversion to organize religion, you know, I'll be honest with you guys. There is stuff about it that, you know, about people who go to church that, you know, I envy about it. Like mainly that, that sense of community that they feel when they all get together. And that's like that, just that sense of bondage and community. Like, you know, I, I do envy that, you know? Yeah. And I think that is a great thing. I do think that is a great thing that people, you know, can get together like that and just, for for just an afternoon afternoon just be with each other and just not worry about what catastrophe is going on right now yeah yeah i mean i man it's <laughs> I was um I'm I'm trying to this this I think this is a fair episode to have trouble spitting stuff out. Um I don't know if everybody listening I don't know if I'm ready for this, but I mean I went through a period of time where I had trouble believing. Um mm-hmm. 
and I and I think that's why like I feel I maybe proud I don't know like maybe just a little bit better about where I am right now because it wasn't forced on me that's that's the one thing I have to give my family that's the one thing I have to give my parents is they didn't push anything on me like mm -hmm. I'm you know I think and feel how I do now like I got there you know I mean my mom taught me how to treat other people and how to react to other people but as far as like you know what I believe what happens when you die after you die like where did we come from and stuff like it, it she didn't force anything on me um, I had a a few years where I was like what if there isn't anything what if nothing happens what if there's just there's nothing um, and it was a very, for me at least, and this isn't me being condescending to anybody else or this isn't backhand at all. I'm just talking about how I how I felt. It was a very terrifying feeling, and it was a very scary feeling. Um, to me, it was scarier than I w ever was of maybe going to hell. Mm -hmm. That just, like, I just didn't exist anymore. Like, it was just a truly horrifying thought. Um it was also just a very depressing thought that, you know, like, I would never see my mom again. I would never see my dad, my pop. Um, that There just wasn't a next place, a next step, a next, you know, uh, uh, you know uh, the next safe place to be. Mm -hmm. um, a reward, I guess, you know. And of course, that kind of sounds like condescending, too, but... Um, I had trouble with that for several years, and finally, there was it was it was summer two thousand seven, and a few things happened, and and a lot of people are going to find some of this to be laughable, um, especially you know the kind of people that would maybe listen in on something with this topic, but there was a summer where a, a handful of things were going on, and. Um, the first thing was my mom started new medication, and um, long story short, it almost killed her. I mean, and, and this was a this was a very reality. This wasn't like this wasn't her just like you know taking a sigh of relief, being like, "Oh, if I had taken any more of that, that could have been bad." Like, no, she she almost died. Mm -hmm. um, and and um, you know, I, I was dealing with that, and and. And also, um, and keep in mind, I was wasn't even seventeen yet. I was still a very immature sixteen-year-old, and and I guess maybe somebody could turn that around on me, being like, "Well, see, you were just an immature kid." But I um I thought the world was going to end. Um, there was just there was all these quote-unquote viral stuff being pushed around on the internet, and 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 you know anything between like you know um natural disasters or, you know, um, curses happening in other parts of the world and even like, you know, a, a, an alien invasion being um, trying to, you know, people toying with that. Um, and it was just scary for me. And, like, honestly, there was one night I honestly went to bed thinking the world was being invaded by aliens. And it's goofy in a way. It's funny. It's, it's silly in a way now. But, I mean, it was... I don't know. It was just really, 
whoever whoever was trying to sell whatever they were trying to sell it fucking worked on me but mm-hmm. it was just it was a lot to take in it was just very scary like i had like the mortality of my mom being up in the air and then also the you know the fate of like people in general up in the air i started i started like i honestly just started praying a lot and it was one of those like realizations where it's like, well, if I didn't believe, why am I even saying this at all? Why am I saying this to begin with? You know, it's like, that's kind of like, you know, it's one of those things where if you ever feel like you're having trouble, like, believing, like, you still have those little moments where you're like, oh, God, please, God, no, no, no. And I don't know. But then it, it, it got worse before it got better in that I was having, like, a lot of surreal nightmares, and I was experiencing really vivid deja vu mm-hmm. and it was it was I had never experienced it at any other point in my life and I've luckily it comes back every now and then but it's I was experiencing very creepy eerie deja vu there were just some moments in my day where I almost felt like it had happened almost exactly that way and my sense of reality was also up in the air at the time and I don't know. I, I I I needed I needed to I needed to clear my head, my heart, and there was almost something I just needed to cling to for not just safety but also hope. But it came back to that 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 question where, well, if if I was having so much trouble believing before, why why am I why am I still holding on to it now? Why is it still you know in my mind, in my you know in me right now and I I remember there was this one day where I felt this like huge release and I just started to feel differently about the way the world was and how everything moved and breathed and how other people communicate through each other and I mean there were still a lot of problems but I guess in a way I started to see that I started to see the glass is half full and no longer like half empty. I started to really notice how much good is still in the world. And I guess because of that it just changed my outlook on how I'm willing to, you know, be open to new information, be open to different ideas, be open to different beliefs. And I just kind of carried it from there and I don't know, it's it's vague in a way and it's it's very miscellaneous, but I'm still it's still something that I'm trying to put together now, but it, it it definitely started, I guess, a new world view for me. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean that was a lot to get out. I'm I'm sorry for everybody listening, but that's also something that I've been holding in since August 2007. But <laughs> since yeah. the Bush administration. Yeah, exactly. So I mean that's just kind of where I've been personally. So. Well, thank you for sharing that with us, and uh, you know as. This is just kind of a more insight on where I stand on the whole subject. You know, again, I don't believe, but, you know, I don't feel any reason to mock you or look down on you or ridicule you for, you know, finding comfort in your faith the way you did. You know, like, I see, I've seen, you know, how faith has helped so many people through so many 
rough moments and I, I see that and I'm like, you know, I, what right do I have to tell them that they're full of shit, that they're wrong, that they're stupid? I don't have that right. I don't have that desire personally. Um, you know, if you've found comfort and good health and a good life in that, on that path and you're not hurting anybody, then, you know, good on you. Right. And, you know, even being an atheist, I still find religion as a broad subject interesting in terms of anthropology and, you know, social studies, um, you know, because I feel like every religion has something to teach us. You know, Christianity teaches us stuff like love your neighbor. Um, Islam is, for the most part, a religion of peace. Um, you know, Buddhism teaches us the dangers of placing too much emphasis on trying to find peace through material possessions. Shintoism teaches us about, you know, the worship of ancestors and nature and stuff like that. Everything has something to offer. Right. So, you know, even though I don't believe, I guess a part of the reason I don't believe is because I see that everything has something to offer, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Because I'm just kind of like, everything has something to offer, so how can I say that only one of them has something to offer? Mm-hmm. No, I, I agree with that. I agree with that. I think like, well, yeah, I mean, ultimately what you're trying to say is like, everybody should take a little bit from everything. Yeah. Just kind of create like a, a better blend, I guess, maybe. But no, I, I definitely agree with that sentiment. The only religion that has nothing to offer is Scientology, and that's not a religion. That's a fucking tax scam. <laughs> Fuck Scientologists. I said it. <laughs> um, uh, I mean, there's also... I mean, I guess every 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 religion has this, but there's also like... Do you remember that video I showed you on, like, Mormonism? Yeah. I mean, this, when it gets to the part about how, you know, people with black skin were cursed... Yeah, Mor- Mormonism black. is totally founded on racism. <laughs> yeah. Like, there's I mean, no the, other way to put it. It said, it said, those who remain neutral in the conflict in heaven were cursed with black skin. Yeah. Cursed with black skin. I mean, that's... I'm sorry, that's when I'm like, okay, I'm out. <laughs> yeah. But I will say... You know, I agree with uh, Trey Parker and Matt Stone, the creators of South Park, on this, where they said, you know, they, they've, make, they've made fun of the Mormons heavily. I mean, they have the fucking musical The Book of Mormon. But they've also said that, like, they love Mormons because they're like, if all religious types acted like Mormons, the world would be a better place. Because, I mean, have you ever interacted with a Mormon in person? No. Like, they're, I mean, like... Other than Mitt Romney, like... <laughs> yeah, I was about to say, I mean, 2012, we had one run for president. Yeah, but, like, for the most part, they're pretty, like, they're they're really fucking chill by, like, default, like... Yeah. They're not, like, as heavy-handed as, like, Jehovah's Witnesses. Right. Well, I guess, like, yeah, so other than Mitt Romney, and I think Glenn Beck is a Mormon as well. Oh, fuck him. Yeah. Mitt Romney um, at least has, like, decent amounts of integrity. Fuck Glenn Beck. Yeah. Well, it's, yeah... I mean, no, no, I mean, like, and, and this boils down to, like, this is one of my main, like, critiques or criterias for a person. Would I mind this person if they were my next-door neighbor? Yeah. Um, and I know that sounds kind of cheesy and corny and campy in a way, like, like fucking Andy Griffith and Mayberry. <laughs> but, like, no, that's the thing. It's like, could I deal with this person if they were my next-door neighbor? Um, 
if Mitt Romney was my next door neighbor and like I would bump into him on my way to the mailbox and he'd be like, oh, what do you got going on this weekend or what movie have you seen lately? Oh, that sounds good. Like I feel like I could deal with him. Yeah. Um, I could not deal with like a um a Glenn Beck or a Steven Crowder. Oh um, yeah, like I would I would be shitting in their yards every day. Yeah. Um, but it's crazy though. It's actually like sidebar. Um, uh, George W. Bush got more of the Mormon vote than Mitt Romney did. So yeah. let, let, let that speak for however. You yeah. want to, um, interpret that how you will. Yeah. Interpret, interpret that how you will. George Bush got more Mormon votes than Mitt Romney. Um, but, uh, yeah. So yeah, no, I, 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 I in fact, I don't remember ever interacting with, uh, a Mormon, like, I don't know. I just know that, like, that original text is a, a bit of a, it, it'll, it'll it's suck a joke. the wind out of you. It's a joke. <laughs> like, there's yeah. no other way to put it. The Book of Mormon's a fucking joke. Um, but but Mormons themselves, are, they're pretty chill. Okay. I'll believe it. Um, oh, were you about to say something? No, 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 no. go ahead. I forgot what I was going to say. Go ahead. Oh, I think I think we've reached this point where like we got out so much. It's like okay, so let's just. I guess we could just turn this into an open forum of different grievances we have, though. Mm -hmm. Um, for example, I work with someone, and I'm not even going to say their gender. Mm -hmm. I work with someone, and sidebar: I will never <laughs> say on this podcast where I work or what I do. Um, lady of the night. I'm a lady of the night. <laughs> but anyway. I work with someone who is quite religious. Mm -hmm. um, they uh, read their Bible on break mm -hmm. every day. They do not believe COVID-19 is real. Mm. I, I don't know how. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know. How do you just not... like? Do you believe like the media has overblown it? Do you think it's like it's man-made? Like, but like they don't think it's a thing. Um, meanwhile, they are studying a text in which these great plagues once happened, and they're taking it literally. Like, it's not just they're not just like they're not just studying theology or whatever. It's just like no, they 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 are taking that they believe in this. Mm -hmm. So you believe that these great you you believe that there was a time in humanity or the history of man where these great plagues happened. So why do you think it's so unrealistic now? Right. I I don't I I have trouble wrapping my head around that. Like you you believe in like you know oceans of blood or like the locusts or whatever like the firstborns being taken like but you think this is just uh, you're like, ah, sorry, I, I need a little more evidence. Mm -hmm. I, I don't know how you reach that conclusion. Um, hmm? You seem like you were going to reply to that. Well, no, I was just going to say, you know, if we're talking about coworkers, I got a coworker of mine um, who is religious and, and conservative. Um, you know, I'll say his name because I think he's a pretty cool dude. Bill, shout out the Bill. He watches the show too. Um, Bill and I, we talk during work a lot. I've actually made a deal with Bill because he's gone to a few of my stand-up shows and made it, he, he he says if I go to if he goes to one more stand-up show I have to go to church with him which I agreed to so that'll be interesting if that ever happens. 
What uh, what denomination did you say he was? I I don't know what denomination specifically, but I know he is Christian. Okay. Um, but you know, Bill, he's he's Christian. He's conservative. Again, shout out the Bill props. The Bill. Um, Bill's actually the one who suggested our last episode, the the Saturday morning cartoon rankings. Oh, that's cool. Um, but thanks, Bill. Bill, he uh, like we'll talk sometimes, and he'll just tell me like some of the stuff he believes in, and he uh. He he mentioned one time, um, like he he mentioned abortion and how he you know personally doesn't believe in it, and this is one thing that I like about Bill. Bill practices what he preaches. He was talking about how you know he doesn't believe in abortion. He doesn't think it's you know cool, but he's not going to condemn anybody who does it because he was talking about how you know you see he, in Bill's words he said you know you have people condemning people for this and that, but when was the last time you? you know, checked in on the single mother who's struggling across the street and maybe got her some groceries or something. And I'm like, I'll accept that, Bill. That's a really good answer. <laughs> yeah. No, that's a really good answer, actually. Yeah. And it's better than one I could have ever come up with. And it's like, you know, it's one of those examples like, Bill, I don't necessarily agree with Bill's, or I guess I should say I don't hold or share Bill's beliefs on the subject of, of abortion. But you know what? I respect his opinion and belief of it and how he came to it and, you know, everything surrounding it. Mm -hmm. So it's one of those instances of like, you know, opposites can get along. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So, yeah. It's, it's, yeah, I think we should all strive for that. Um, And and then another, you know, I'm going to give Bill some more props here. Like he'll, even though he is conservative, he like, you know, he'll, he will ask people like me, like who have more liberal views and like, not in a condescending manner at all in a strictly like, you know, explain your position to me kind of manner. He'll like be like, why do you believe that? Why do you think that? Like in a totally chill manner. And it's refreshing. Yeah. I guess is the word I want to use. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's definitely refreshing hearing about that because, and I think it's time to tell some mall stories. <laughs> oh boy. Um, I used to work at a movie theater. Shoot the scent, not him. <laughs> I already told that guy's story. Ghost uh, Rider. <laughs> yeah, Ghost Rider. <laughs> um, but, uh, I used to work at a movie theater. And I can tell you, the rudest customers were the super-duper holier-than-thou people that would come to the uh, corny Christian movies. Um, which, first of all, like, I there, there's a there's a there's a um, a recent film by filmmaker Terrence Malick that is apparently really good. I the the title escapes me, but it's um it is a it is a movie about faith. And um, his point was, in Terrence Malick is the guy who made like the Thin Red Line and some other movies. Like he's kind of like I guess you could say he's like kind of. Um, like a Stanley Kubrick type filmmaker, very like um, cinematic and, and artistic um, art house filmmaker. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, I guess his whole point was, and maybe this wasn't what he said, but at least what was interpreted as his point was a lot of like the Christian movies are like just look very cheap and shitty. Like, they have horrible acting, like, the, the production quality, like, just isn't good. So, you know, his recent film basically dared to ask the question, 
what if there was a faith-based film that actually looked like it may deserve an Oscar, that, you know, actually looked like a, you know, high-quality, avant-garde, arthouse feature? Um, but for the most part, like, the God's Not Dead trilogy. Like, Trevor and I finally told you the ending to that movie. Yeah, that fucking, movie. I can't believe that that fucking exists. Yeah, like, we told you that ending and you were like, wait, I'm sorry, what's the ending? Um, yeah, so basically, everybody's happy in the end that the atheist gets hit by a car and there's a concert. Um, they get hit by a car in front of them and they don't call an ambulance. And no, like, he's like, he's like... He's, like, breathing his final breaths. He's, like, panting almost. And he, he fucking dies right in front of him. There's a corpse in front of these two characters. And the one guy just looks up and goes, Just imagine how happy heaven is. <laughs> <laughs> it's, 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 it's very... It's almost demented. Yeah. Um, but, no, one day we have to do, like, a... um. <laughs> A, basically what we did with Manos, but with that movie, Dawning. Oh, man. But we have to, I don't know, we may have to look into that because if anybody's going to sue us, it's going to be those people. Um, <laughs> they ain't going to get a lot. Yeah. Um, but uh, that's okay. They need to fund their fourth boat. Yeah. Um, but, but They got to build <laughs> They gotta build Noah's Ark and Frostburg somehow. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. If you know, you know. If you um, know, you know. But so yeah, anyway, they they would be the rudest people because the, first of all, there were a lot of them. Those were the only mov- movies they would show up for. Yeah, they wouldn't show up for any other movie. Not even like they wouldn't show up for a um, a Medea movie, uh, a romantic comedy, uh, a, a Marvel superhero movie. They only show up for those movies. They only see those movies. They only go to those movies. After all, I was just like, dude, like. Don't you want to see something else? Like, don't you get tired of that? And that's why, that's another reason why I didn't, even when I was into seeing everything we had because it was free, mm-hmm. that's why I didn't go to that stuff because I was like, if I wanted to go to church, I would just go to church. Like, yeah. don't you just want to see a movie that's just about something else? Um, but, you know, it, it, there were so many stories. Jeez, you know, guy would walk up, you know, and he would already have his ticket. And, uh, you know, my one coworker, Michael, at the time, he'd be like, oh, would you like any popcorn, sir? And, you know, we get it. Like, concession stand food is overpriced. We get it. But he's like, oh, sir, would you like a soda and popcorn? Fuck no. Where's heaven is for real? <laughs> <laughs> like, he actually said that? Yes. Wow. Yes. Fuck no. Where's heaven is for real? Like, just, <laughs> you, couldn't, you couldn't write this stuff. You oh couldn't my write God. it. And then I remember it was left behind. The remake, not not the original series with uh, Cameron, sidebar, fuck him. <laughs> but um, it was um, n- the one that Nicolas Cage was in. Because it was like, it was actually like produced by Lionsgate. And like, I don't know, they kind of had like some actual funding and a budget. But it was one of those where like, Nicolas Cage must have still been trying to pay off the rock collection. Yeah. But he was in the Left Behind remake. And this woman brought her two sons with her, her two adult sons. I mean, they had to have been, like, anywhere between, like, 19 and 23. But she brings them, and it was pretty obvious who was the troublemaker and who was the good son. (laughs) But uh, they start going in, and the sons start bickering bickering with each other. And uh, the the good one goes, stop, 
the band, as they have the door open to the theater before the opening credits, the mom's trying to break up the fight. The good son goes, stop! The bad son goes, fuck you! <laughs> he storms out. He leaves. They all leave. They're disgraced. They're embarrassed. And I just remember my other co-worker at the time going, yep, and they wanted to see the Jesus movie. <laughs> <laughs> I told that I told that story to my mom, and my mom, my mom, spent a lot of my life warning me about, you know, the religious right and uh, hypocritical conservatives, and uh, so I tell her that story, and of course it's well, there you go. What do I tell you? Those ones I've been warning you about these people your whole life. Um, but no, it was so great. But then there's one. Do you, think, do you think the mom of that child wish he got left behind? Jesus God. <laughs> um, but then there's one story I share with you, Donnie. Oh boy. When we were when we were working the AT and T kiosk. Oh yeah. <laughs> and this one woman comes up. Also, and with all due respect, I'm going to try to tell the majority of the story here, but. I'm going to need your help. Okay. Was she even getting anything that day? Was she even buying a phone that day, or was she no, just stopping she, she, by? She, she wasn't even stopping by to us specifically. She just happened to be walking in the mall and, like, got to our kiosk and just immediately came up and started with no warning or, you know, preempt or anything. Was she trying to, like, get us to go to an event or a church, or was she trying to, like – she was trying to tell us something. She was trying to – well, I mean, I'll get to what she was telling us, but, like, was she trying to get us to go to, like, a little function or, not or whatever? That re- not, not that I remember. Well, so basically, long well, long setup short – not long story short, but long setup short, she just comes over and starts talking to us about religion. And she's, like, bothering us, and she's, like – she's talking to Donnie, <laughs> and, and Donnie goes, oh, yeah, okay. she starts with – let me ask you something. And she looks at his name tag. Donnie, are you saved? And you go, and this was like spring 2015. Something like that. She asks him if he's saved. And Donnie goes, yeah, yeah, I'm saved. She goes, oh, that's great. She starts quoting stuff. And she starts saying, just like in, and she says chapter and verse. You know, right? And you go, I don't know. She goes, have you read the Bible? And Donnie goes, no. <laughs> and she goes, and she goes, oh, and, and you're saved? And he goes, yeah. <laughs> and she goes, okay, you should really read it. And um, she was being condescending and backhanded. But And this woman would also go to the movie theater. And once again, she only went to one type of movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, oh, there goes the snowplow. Hi, Mr. Snowplow Man. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, I had to turn to <laughs> But, uh... But and she would always be mumbling and murmuring. She'd be like, "Go with you for she is without sin." Verse twelve, chapter. And it's like, lady, who are you talking to? <laughs> um, but she kept saying over and over again, "Beware the mark. Beware yeah. the mark. Watch out for the mark. Beware the mark." She kept saying it over and over again. And finally, Donnie was like, "Okay, well, what's the mark? Like, <laughs> me out here, maybe halfway. What am I looking for?" Like that's all she would say is, "Beware the mark." And I asked that later. I was like. Yeah, it's like she was trying to help us out without helping us out. Like, what is the mark? A stormy day? A cloudy night? Like that one McNugget that looks looks like a boot? Like, <laughs> I mean, 
Were, were there any ridiculous stories like the ones I just said that, that, that come to mind, Donnie? I mean, just to add on to the one you just told, I also love that one. She was like, she quoted some Bible verse or like she mentioned some Bible verse. She's like, do you know like something like 122 or some shit? <laughs> It was like it was like Matthew four eleven. Yeah, it was like do you know that, and I was just like, no, but I know Austin three sixteen. <laughs> and you were like, I know, and you were like, no, but I know Andre three thousand. <laughs> <laughs> I like to think, I like to think, hearing those rebuttals, even Jesus would have been like, okay, that's pretty fucking funny. <laughs> <laughs> oh, mm, good shit. Oh man, but <laughs> but yeah, I mean it's just. Oh. I love the ones who leave like the little pamphlets in like bathroom stalls. You want to talk? Okay, bathroom stalls is one thing because it's like okay, the janitor will just throw that away. But putting it on someone's windshield—that is so rude. Like, yeah. do not touch my fucking car. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I got a little heated for a second there. <laughs> I just love when I go to like uh, whenever I go to like a. a, a public bathroom and i'll like sit down and like i'll i'll immediately see one of those and i'll just immediately like first page like the world is ending and hellfire and brimstone around i'm like oh good thing i'm sitting down then i guess like <laughs> looks like i picked the right chair yeah yeah i mean i i still come across those at work they get left and it's mm -hmm. just like mind your own business <laughs> i mean it's just like i don't know Remember but, back when we were in college when the rapture was supposed to happen? Oh, it was supposed to be uh, May 2011, like May 21st, 2011. Yeah, and remember there was like a dude like walking around just dropping pamphlets on tables about the rapture? And it's like, hey, dude, I think it's a little too late for this, don't you think? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's okay, Macho Man prevented it for us. Yeah, there you go. But he... <laughs> Yeah, I, remember, so, I remember a bunch of us were sitting at a table in the student center and he like, just like no shame, walked up, just went <clears throat> and just dropped the pamphlet right in the table in between us while we were playing Magic the Gathering, which is pretty fucking fitting in my opinion. Yeah. <laughs> and then just walked away and like he had like the shirt and everything that had like all the shit pertaining to the rapture. <laughs> and, oh, it was, now, uh, it was interesting. No, no names, no names. Um, but was was this the one dopey guy that a lot of pe of us have stories to tell at AC, the student center? Uh, there were a lot of dopey guys at the AC student center. Um, well, goddammit, I can't do names, but uh, okay. So Can you describe there... how he looks? Um... Other than dopey? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, here, do you still have your messenger up? Yeah. I'm going to send you the name now, and you just tell me if... I got it right or not. Okay. No, it wasn't him. Okay, but all he, right. he was a trip. <laughs> he was a trip. So let me tell you a story yeah, about Yeah, tell me. that story. <laughs> and which one exactly are you thinking of? Because I have a couple, but I don't want to let you down. Which which one? to? Uh, I don't want to give the punchline away, so I'm just going to go ahead and let you go. Okay. So... <laughs> <laughs> But there was this one dude that went to the AC and uh, of MD, and, and <laughs> he was he was very into he was very into his faith, which there's there's inherent there doesn't have to be anything wrong with that. Mm -hmm. 
Like I'm once again, this this whole fucking hour has been about you know me saying what I'm into, Donnie saying what he's into. But he would he would just when that's the only thing you can talk about out in public. I have to question your your range and your nuance. Yeah, and, at that point, are you trying to convince me or yourself? Yes, that I I love that that's a thing you say because that's perfect. Like, are you trying to convince me? You're trying to convince yourself. Carries his Bible on him, and um, and he, he this is a dopey guy. Um, <laughs> as our one friend Andrew described him, he's basically a Forrest Gump wasn't inspirational. Um, <laughs> oh fuck, that hurt my soul. Um, well then you're in luck because hopefully I'll save it anyway. <laughs> um, but. So this dude, he was like kind of like the unofficial mascot too, to like one of the sports teams where he was basically like, I don't want to say, <laughs> I don't want to say he was their groupie because that makes it sound like he had sex with all of them. But <laughs> he was he was their not their roadie because that makes it sound like he had sex with all of them. <laughs> he was just he was their carry on. Maybe I don't know if he was. He wasn't. I don't think he was the water boy, but um, <laughs> well, he kind of was. <laughs> but he, he thought he was best friends with all of them, and like, he wasn't. They weren't friends with him either. Um, and they would like put laxatives in his Gatorade, and and it's just kind of shitty. But so this dude, like, every time you walk by this dude, he was always like just quoting the Bible and like, you know, talking to somebody about something in the Bible. And like you, you, you bumped into him at J.C. Penney's. He's telling it to the the cashier, and it's like, dude, find something else to talk about. And so there was, there was one story, and I hope this is the one you're talking about because if it's not, message me the punchline, and I will tell that one, Donnie. Okay. But there was going to be a a poem reading for gay rights. Yep, this is the um, one I was thinking of. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> So, so you know, gentleman comes in by the first name of Wade, and um, I know we said we wouldn't do names, but I mean, oh, shit. So Wade, <laughs> Wade. Um, well, also, I'm not, I'm not saying anything goofy or bad about Wade. So Mr. Wade comes in, and he's like wanting to read like a, a poem reading, you know, like a, you know, and they're doing like arts and crafts or something, and um, and uh, this one. <laughs> Mr. Dopey, um, with his his friends that you know sat in the corner of the the student center, they start noticing what's going on and what's going to be talked about and who it's going to be hosted by, and they start clenching and huffing and puffing and walking around and they're getting nervous because I, I guess you know it's like if they sneeze it's going to travel across the room and turn them gay I don't know, <laughs> but um so he comes over with his Bible and he says to you know, one of the other people, you know, hosting the event, he goes, shouldn't we do? And he says, and this guy tries to, this guy would, like, go out of his way to be overly polite in a way. I mean, other than the fact that, like, it's kind of rude to just talk, force religion on other people out in public, but he would think he'd be, like, overly polite. He comes over deadpans, just totally spits it out. Shouldn't we have a, shouldn't we say a pray before we get on with this gay shit? <laughs> And it's like, oh my god! Like he yeah. just went right for it. Yeah. 
But um, and the person goes, the person looked him square in the eye and goes, "No thanks." <laughs> so, then, so then they all they all leave. They all they all exile themselves from the student center. Exodus. They yeah, Jesus, <laughs> I set myself up for that one. They go across the the you know the oh god, what's the. They go across the courtyard, I guess, is what it's called. I don't know. Mm -hmm. By the library. Mm -hmm. And they're all... We look over. They are all on their phones. Like, and I'm not talking about they're, like, you know, texting or something. They are all, all of them, all, like, eight or nine of them are on, are having a phone call. And they're all walking around, huffing and puffing. And it's like, did they all call their parents at the same time? Like, Like, what's going on? And then, of course, you had, like, you know, our, our one buddy at the time, Adam, been like, yeah, they're probably going to, you know, orchestrate a shooting. And I'm just oh, like, Jesus, God. <laughs> like, it was, just, it was just one of those days where we all needed a fucking break. Like, we needed to go home. Um, but, yeah, it's just like they all walk out. They, they all, like, oh, 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 oh we got to get out of here. And then they're all in the middle of a phone call. <laughs> it's like they were afraid they were going to get gay if they stayed. Yes. Yes, don't stay. You'll get the gay. <laughs> I mean, yeah. And then also, <laughs> he would try to like shoot hoops, and he wasn't good at it. No, from this is coming from someone who is not good at shooting hoops. Yeah. But he would shoot, do the thing where he would crinkle up pieces of paper and throw it in the trash. He would and always fucking miss. whiff. He would always miss. So he'd be running around, like, picking up the crumpled up piece of paper, throwing it again. He misses every time. <laughs> and then I remember Brad. Not, not, not like, yeah, our buddy Brad, but another Brad. He was laughing a little extra harder at him, like, missing all these, like, paper trash can hoop shots. And I'd be like, what, what, what's so funny? What's so funny? And he'd be like, yo, man, I was at a restaurant last night where he was the bus boy. And he's like, "Can I take your plate?" And I go, "Yeah, sure." He takes it and he he just tries to toss it down in like the the rolly, the, you know the what's the thing called the cart, the cart where he puts the dirty plates. He tried to toss it down there. It ricochets out of the <laughs> cart and lands on another person's table and makes their food splat. Just, the, dude, the dude cannot get an object in a hole to save his life. Uh, let's help, hope that trend continues. No, because he is now a father. Oh, well, that is unfortunate. <laughs> so, yep, yep, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I know we just turned into two old bitches, you know, stirring <laughs> uh, the teapot there, but shit. We, uh, we are those two old guys in the Muppets right now. Yes, yes. The point is, everybody, be respectful. Don't be rude. Mind your own business. Try to have a sense of humor and recycle. <laughs> and vote. And vote. Always vote. And, drink, and be sure to drink plenty of water. Tonight's episode is brought to you by Purple. You want a can? <laughs> oh. One day we're going to get enough money and actually make a brand of soda called Purple. And we'll sponsor ourselves. And then we can finally get Sex Drive re-released in theaters. Yeah, because that's what the world needs. In IMAX 3D. (laughs) Hell yeah, brother. 
Well, any any other uh, points or stories you wanted to bring up for tonight, Donnie? Uh, no, I think we covered a lot. I think we got a lot of stuff that we've been holding in off our chest. It's kind of therapeutic in a way. Yeah. No, I, I enjoyed it. I thought it was a good night. And you were worried about this episode. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, I was, but I wasn't. But you, you thought right. I was going to just come on here and just immediately start <laughs> chanting demonic prayers. <laughs> You're never going to see your mom again. <laughs> oh, my God. No. Tell tell our listeners what you told me over text the other day about <laughs> about my mom. Oh, yeah. We, like, Blake, Blake uh, poking fun at me over this episode. And he was, you know, talking about how he was a little worried about this episode, given the subject matter. I'm like, nah, we'll be fine. And Blake's like, no, I'll be fine. You're going to burn in hell just fucking with me. Yeah. And I was like, nah, man, I got your mom vouching for me. Not even the Pope could give me a better rec- letter of recommendation. <laughs> and yeah. Blake said, for real, though, if we go up there and my mom's not there, I'm out. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, <laughs> me too. I'll, e- I'll even leave a nasty snail trail on my way out. <laughs> I just, I just, I just hate, I just hate that phrase that you, you snail trail. This is for the Tower of Babel, you fucking fascist. <laughs> oh my goodness. Ah, <laughs> oh, so yeah, I got nothing else. If you got nothing else, we can call it. We can call it. Call it, put it on hold and hang up. All right. Well, on that note, thank you everybody for watching. If you tuned in late or missed this episode, we'll be on Spotify, YouTube, Apple, all the fun streaming services tomorrow. Be sure to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Fat Minute Radio. Uh, be sure to follow us. Be sure to follow me on Twitter, Facebook at Don John Last. Be sure to follow Blake at Facebook, Twitter at Puka Saucy. Uh, so, you know, on that note, everybody have a good night. Thank you. Bless you. Good night. Oh, that was nice. I try. Find your next fall adventure in Fairfax County at the National Museum of the United States Army. Take a turn on the tank simulator. Feel your seat rumble in their 300-degree theater. Then step outside to enjoy the fall colors from their outdoor dining area and rooftop Medal of Honor garden. Discover your fall adventure at the National Army Museum. Open seven days a week. Free admission and parking right off I-95. Get free tickets at usarmymuseum.org.